Jennifer Bogard. I'm a life coach and a fellow traveler on this path that we call life. I've created this podcast because I've noticed how many of us are sleepwalking on the journey. We need to wake up. We have one life and it matters. This podcast is for anyone who senses that life is meant to be more than the one you are living today. You want to be happy. You just want peace. You want something different. You're desperate for a change. But how? If this is you, then you are in the right place. Each week, I'll provide you with a bite-sized nugget that will help you to wake up to the life that is calling you. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Wake Up, Your Life is Calling. Thank you for joining me. So what does it mean to wake up to your life? What does it mean to feel alive? Well, here is my very own timely real life example. Doing this podcast. Real talk, y'all. I am scared shitless to do this thing. Literally, I Every time I sit down to record, my brain is heckling me. My brain is saying, who are you to do this? You have absolutely nothing original to say. And even if you did, there are so many other people out there who could do this so much better than you. So stop before you humiliate yourself. And guess what? Here I am recording this podcast. It feels terrible. And yet I feel alive. Why? Because I'm tuned in and I'm listening to the desires of my heart. And I know in my bones that I want to do this podcast. I want to do it for me as much as I want to do it for you. And I am willing to risk your judgment and the rejection and the humiliation because I am just that compelled. And I know that nothing meaningful in this life, nothing that's worth doing is going to come without a healthy dose of negative emotion. So I'm here for it. So again, I'm going to ask the question, what does it mean to wake up to your life? It means being willing to feel your feelings, all of them. And that sounds simple, right? And it is, it's simple, but it is not easy. Feeling our feelings should just be part of our hardwiring when we're born, but it isn't, and no one teaches us how to do it. 
our parents didn't teach us because they probably don't know how to do it themselves. They never learned it. And we certainly don't learn these things in school. So as grown adults, we are walking around the world as emotional children because we've never learned how to feel our feelings. So if we're not feeling our feelings, what are we doing instead? Well, there are a few things that we commonly do, and there's three things that I'll outline here that are the most common and typical. The first one is we react to our feelings. And so again, story time, another example, a while back, I was getting to know a man who lived long distance and all of our interaction was over the phone or FaceTime. And during one particular conversation that was not going very well, I was feeling all kinds of triggered. And I totally reacted to those feelings when I all but hung up on him and proceeded to quickly block and delete him. Problem solved, right? Wrong. My reaction only created more issues. Another thing that we often do is we act out our feelings and acting out your feelings looks like emoting when you are yelling or screaming or crying or punching someone or something in the midst of strong emotions. That's what it looks like to act out your feelings. And this can be really confusing because we think that when we're in the midst of a cry fest or yelling and screaming at our partner or, you know, punching our pillow, that we are feeling our feelings. But the truth is, we are just acting them out. The last thing is we simply try to numb the feelings or just distract ourselves from them with things that do provide temporary relief and pleasure usually in the moment, but these things actually do nothing to address the wounds that are underneath. And this could literally be anything. It could be, you know, eating sweets or just eating food in general, overeating, drinking, alcohol, over drinking, shopping, porn. It could even be healthy things like overworking or over exercising, but basically just anything that we do that will take our mind off of these things, these emotions that we're trying not to feel. And sometimes, very often, we do a combination of all three of these things so that we can avoid feeling uncomfortable and hard and painful emotions that are just part of the regular, normal human experience. And I call this emotional childhood because this is how children act. They react or they emote or they just simply ignore their feelings altogether and they go about their business. And this seems pretty benign, but it's actually very serious because all emotions are energy in your body. 
And negative emotions can behave like a cancer. If we don't tend to them, they will fester and grow. Over time, you might begin to notice that these negative painful emotions are living just below the surface and you become very easily provoked when anyone pokes you or prods you or triggers you in any way. And this is what I like to call a walking trigger. When we as grown adults are living day after day and we are not truly present to our life because we're just trying to avoid or outrun our emotions, we are out of touch and we can't deal with them. This is what I call sleepwalking. So how do you change it? Well, the first step is to simply begin to notice that they are there. Begin to notice that you are chronically feeling some version of unhappy. So unhappy could look like anxiety. It could look like stress. It could look like depression. But you just start to notice that you are walking around with a low grade hum of these negative emotions always present in the background. And this just noticing is the first step. And then once you notice, you will very likely start trying to change or control the things and the people around you. Why? Because you think that if this or that or he or she were different, then you could be happy. Then you would feel better. Ask me how I know. (laughs) This was me for my whole marriage. My constant thought was if he would just be different, then I could be happy. And guess what? That wasn't true. It wasn't his job to make me happy. And if he did nothing else all day, every day, but try to make me happy, he probably couldn't even do it because happiness is always an inside job. Maybe for you, it's not your marriage. Maybe it's your job that is always the problem or your bank account or your weight or your kids. Whatever it is, we want to blame the circumstances of our lives for our unhappiness. So we try to control them or we try to change them. And over time, we realize that nothing's working. And the more things change, the more they are staying the same. And wherever we go, there we are. We are always the common denominator in every situation and every circumstance. Change only comes when we stop blaming and we take responsibility for how we are feeling. Change comes when we stop letting things and people outside of us 
control how we feel on the inside. Change comes when we trade judgment of ourselves and others for compassion. And here is the great news, my friends, when you realize that you are the source of all of your emotions, including your unhappiness, then and only then you have the power to change your life. And here's what I know for sure. When you change on the inside, it's only a matter of time before things start changing on the outside. It truly is simple, but it's not always easy and nothing in life, or I should say most things in life that are meaningful or worthwhile aren't easy. So join me next week for a masterclass on how to feel your feelings. Have a beautiful week, my friends. Thank you.